Hello, welcome to Embrace the Grain Photography Podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm Sherry. This podcast is for all photographers interested in film, digital, and the gear that goes with the craft of photography. It doesn't matter what camera you're shooting, but be warned, we focus heavily on analog. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to episode 69 of Embrace the Grain. It's been a while since we've recorded, although there have been shows releasing, and that's my fault. With spring seeding, I was unable to record, so we had to shut down for me, but we are back. Now, there's a couple things that we want to mention before we introduce tonight's guest. First and foremost, we got mail. Real mail. Yeah, woohoo, real mail from the mailbox. Uh, Jack Bulkley sent both Jake and I a copy of his zine, Walls and Fences of Penny Road. I love it. He did a really great job shooting his daily route during the pandemic. What I love most is he stopped to look at his daily routine view, something a lot of us kind of take for granted and may find dull, but not to others. I didn't find it dull. And Penny Road is very different from my daily view, so I found it beautiful and interesting. Yeah, thank you very much for the zine, Jack. It's uh, it's full of great compositions. It uh, must be great being a photographer in such a beautiful area. Uh, Jack even used some Nikon gear, so I can't help but give it two thumbs up. <laughs> now, now if only I could get off my ass and make a zine of my own to send back. Thanks again, Jack. Jack is not selling his zine, but he is trading it. You can find Jack at Refocusing Photography if you're interested in grabbing a copy. And Jack, I finally got around to getting your stickers in the mail. So keep a heads up for those. Secondly, I want to thank Alex Lauk for his latest video about online friends and the film community. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. He expresses it perfectly how we can become friends but live very far apart and in most cases never meet in person agreed with sherry it's an excellent video that is 100 percent worth checking out and if you don't have the time make the time thanks alex for all you do for the community and with that let's introduce our super special guest nancy bueller hi nancy hi guys hi sherry hi jake how are you Good, We're good. Ready. How are you? I'm I'm very warm, but <laughs> very very happy very happy to be here. I'm with you there. Uh, and I'm the only one chilling out in my basement with a hoodie uh, on. Uh, <laughs> no, I have I have the AC on and I'm fanning myself. That's how hot I am right now. Oh no! Yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting to get my AC put in, so it's a little toasty in here, but I'm I'm surviving. Are you east or west facing, Jake? I am. East facing. 
Well, then it shouldn't get as hot as the west facing. Yeah, I face west, so it just it yeah. bakes all afternoon. Yeah. Now at yeah. least we get the shade in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Nancy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, um, I was born and raised in Toronto, still live here. Um, I'm married. I have two kids, a 30-year-old daughter and a 27-year-old son. Um, I, In my real life, I'm a secretary. Um, I'm not working right now, but I will be working soon, hopefully. Um, getting a little tired of this pandemic. Hopefully, it'll be over soon. Had my first shot on Tuesday. Um, went okay, I suppose. <laughs> Um, and let me see, I've been taking photographs, I think my whole life, but uh, didn't really start doing it seriously until I think 1996, when I started taking classes at a community college, and okay. just got completely hooked on the whole thing, you know, the, the film photography, and we did classes and everything right from the start, like every step, uh, take composition, using the camera, developing your own film, printing, then large format cameras. And um, and then I went to a different community college and took different classes and just, just sort of went from there. Cool. Awesome. So, Nancy, you are a very active member of many online film community groups. Uh, such as the ones Alex mentioned in his video. Plus, also in the greater Toronto area, you are part of an actual photo walk with the Toronto Film Shooters Club. Can you tell us a bit about that? Um, yeah, I'm on. I'm actually on quite a few groups. Um, yeah, I each one of them I find gives me something different from the other one. Like one is a vintage camera collectors or vintage camera users or the black and white club um, and then the Toronto film shooters. They're all they're all great for so many different things. And I've learned actually so much from these groups. And then with the Toronto film shooters, made quite a few new friends that I've actually met in person, which is nice, because like you said, these groups, you you never get to meet these people, even though you feel like you're friends. Uh, you can talk to each other on Facebook, but you never get to see them. So it's it's really nice to finally, you know, talk to them in person and put a, a, a face to a name and then get to know these people and then also learn from them. And it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, Bill, who I think was your last guest, he's he's the big um, driver behind those those walks. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. A real lot of fun. Uh, we haven't done it for a long time, though, unfortunately, because of everything that's going on. But um, yeah, I think, you know, I'm hoping soon. I would hope by the fall we can all get back together again because I kind of miss it. I really do miss it a lot. You know, as much as I complain about driving to the other end of the city, um, it's still it's a it's a it's a big thing I'm missing out of my life right now. Right. Right. Yeah. Can't agree with you more. I actually wish there was something like that available here, but there isn't. There isn't even a group of digital guys that I could join up with because in the past they've tried to put stuff together. It just never happened. People didn't join. They said, yeah, I'd love to do that. And then when it come time to sign up, they just didn't. Well, I, maybe it's hard out there because you're so, are you so spread apart? Um and people don't want to drive long distances or they just don't want to be bothered. I don't, 
Most of them were within a half an hour. So. Yeah, not too bad. That's not so far. I mean, people, no. like I said, people in the, in the Toronto film shooters, most of them don't even live in Toronto. So they come from far outside the city and they still, they still show up. Yeah, they probably have, a, what, an hour's commute, I'm guessing? Yeah, some people, yeah, I would think an hour would be the most. Um, yeah, and they still show up because we, we meet for coffee in the morning, like really early in the morning, and they still show up. And then um, and then we walk, and then we, we all gather at whatever bar or pub Bill's <laughs> decided on. <laughs> and, then we, and then we all go home, right? Um, yeah, so I, I guess if they can do it, I don't know why other people can. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's just, yeah. well. Sounds like a lot of fun. I've never done anything like that. I've I've gone out once or twice with uh, with other film photographers in the city, but uh, there's never been really anything as far as a big meetup. And yeah, it just sounds like a lot of fun. It really is, and I, and I find that um, every time. I, I go out there and meet up with these people. Um, sometimes there's new people, so you get to you get to talk to them um, and other people you haven't seen for a long time. And I find a lot of the times I end up talking more often than I'm actually taking pictures. And I come home and I've shot like two pictures because I'm just so I'm just so busy catching up and walking. And then I forget, oh, I'm supposed to be taking pictures. <laughs> but I just get so like, oh my god, my friends, right? I can see my friends again, right? <laughs> Too funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you might I don't well know how, make yeah. the most of the time. Well, yeah, I mean, I, and if I can, if I can actually concentrate, I sometimes I tell myself, you know, just you're you're here to take pictures, just shoot some pictures. <laughs> you can talk <laughs> later. You can talk at the pub later, right? But yeah, <laughs> it never really works. And if there's, and if there's, if um, more women actually show up, which doesn't often happen, then it's even better because you can have girl talk, right? Which is always fun, right? Right. So the only one time I did go on a uh, photo walk it was in Edmonton so that was a couple hour drive to get there and a couple hours drive to come back and I gathered up my girlfriend and we went up there and she doesn't shoot film so it was her first first uh, time in probably 15-20 years that she's picked up a film camera and we had a blast you know, they supplied the film and they supplied the walk and we had a really good time. I'd so do that again. But unlike, um, I, do, I don't know, there was only one guy there that was not very nice and the rest, everyone else was really nice. Yeah, there's, I don't think there's ever been anybody in this group. In fact, any of the photography groups I'm on on Facebook that has been a jerk. I really, I honestly don't think there has been. And if they have, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're, they're bumped off, like pretty yeah. fast. Yeah. Those kind of people are definitely few and far between. Yeah, I think the film shooting community. I think that's a pretty good bunch. Um, I don't actually remember any fights or any, any problems, unless I just don't see it. I don't know. No, well, I think we're a pretty chill bunch in general. Yeah. And as you were saying, Sherry, on your walk that they provided the film, some most times when we get together, people would just bring rolls of film and just start handing them out like candy. Here, I got some film. Who wants oh, some film, right? Awesome. <laughs> so I always bring a few rolls. Here, does anybody want this here? And we just sort of trade back and forth, right? <laughs> well, th this one was uh, sponsored by Ilford, so we had oh, to shoot cool. Ilford. Oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> I wish it we was. Would... 
that's a good idea. We should, I don't know why we don't do that. Why don't we do that? <laughs> I, should, I, should, I should make a note of that and tell Bill. Uh, Bill, <laughs> you need to contact somebody. <laughs> uh, get downtown. Isn't downtown cameras there? He, he could maybe they, do something. They are. And and uh, most of us um, who, who use downtown camera for our film developing and scanning, um, we always mention them in our posts on Facebook. So I, I think we're, we're, we're single-handedly <laughs> bumping up their business. I think they should do something for it. They should, they should sponsor us. And we sometimes start our walks there. In fact, the last one we went on, I remember we actually started there. Yeah. As soon as they opened and then everyone sort of piled in um, uh, and then we finished our walk. So yeah, well, normally, even we start, normally we started a coffee shop. That time we started a downtown camera. Even even if they had some that was short dated, like yeah, I don't care. A month, uh, yeah, a month expired. It's still good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I even designed a logo for the the Toronto Film Shooters Meetup, and I made a T-shirt for one of the guys. He's not in the group anymore, but I made a T-shirt for him. I should make my own T-shirt. Awesome. <laughs> it's just a silhouette Wait. of the city, like the city skyline, with a uh -huh. little plane flying over with the banner that says Toronto Film Shooters Meetup. It's just, it's just plain black, so it's easy to put on a T-shirt. <laughs> Well, we want a T-shirt now. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love a good T-shirt? Yeah. I know, right? I know. And there's a place downtown that you just you can bring them any picture, and they don't care. They'll just put it on a T-shirt. And they use an inkjet printer for T-shirts, which is so oh. that it's not like a it's not a decal like the old-fashioned T-shirts. You know, where they iron it on pretty much. This is an inkjet printer that you put the T-shirt in, and it it goes back and forth, printing oh. painting on the picture. Because I made my daughter a Van Halen T-shirt. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> for Christmas a few years ago, um, using their album, their their first album cover, and I I thought it was going to be like an iron-on decal, but no, they put it in like a inkjet printer. It was I've never seen anything like that. It's a great. No, I've never heard of one, that. Right? Yeah, so it's permanent. It's on there. It's not it's not going to peel off like an old T-shirt, you know. Oh. I used to work part time in an embroidery and T-shirt place, and they had one of those printers in there, so I have used one. Uh, aren't they awesome? They're, they are amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's I've never seen anything like it. The, and the you image get you get, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but yes, we made so many fun T-shirts and those things. And I'm not sure where, like, the owner passed away. I'm not sure where the T-shirt machine actually went. I think it got sold, actually. Yeah. But Jake, you should you should try to set up um. A walk where you live see if people will be like you have to start it i guess i mean that's how ours started just you just like few people yeah. show up and then it just builds and builds i mean that would be the ideal right i know uh maybe i don't know a handful of uh film photographers in new brunswick but it seems like we're spread out there's some of us in maybe a handful in fredericton maybe a handful in st john a couple in moncton but yeah it seems we're spread out Hmm. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. You'll have to be like Bill and, and go out to that provincial park that you always want to go to and meet uh, up. Algonquin? Or the one, or Algonquin or one in New Brunswick? Uh, yeah, Fundy National Park. That's yeah. the one. It's, oh. uh, it's, a, it's an incredibly beautiful spot. Yeah. Is that where the tides are really high? Yeah, the uh, yeah. the highest tides in the world. Yeah, I'd love to see that. I've never been farther east than, than Montreal. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> yeah, I've I've never been further west than Toronto. <laughs> yeah, I go oh, west yeah. of him. Yeah, my mom yeah. my mom moved to BC in '98, so I'm there uh, okay. every two years usually. So, 
I, uh, I, would, I would love to go to BC. She was, Well, she moved to Victoria, and then a couple of years ago, she moved up the island to another little town. But it's it's really quite pretty yeah. there. And I every time I go there, I, I bring, like, two cameras and a bunch of film, and, and then we do up her drives, and I'm like, stop the car, I have to get out and take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just such an incredibly beautiful area. Uh, it's And every time I go, it's like, I've never been there. I have to take more pictures. It's kind of silly, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Well, of course, you have to take it. Things change. I guess. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Good point. So, uh, Nancy, uh, do you have any uh, any projects or zines in the work? You know what? No, and I've thought about making a zine for a long time, and I don't know. I, I don't know which company to use. I don't know which pictures I would pick. I have so yeah. many to choose from. Um, I, who would I give them to? Like people would just be like, oh, oh, great, thanks. <laughs> but look at your pictures, right? <laughs> Who's gonna want that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I would like to like print some of my photos and actually frame them and hang them on the wall. I, yeah. I don't have. I don't. I have. I don't have enough of those. I mean, I have a lot, but not. I, I'm always looking at my pictures. Like, why don't I have that one framed? I really like that picture. Why don't I have that one framed? But I never seem to do that either. I. It's. I, I don't print as much as I should either. Yeah, I, you know, if, if I had my own, if I had a house with a dark room, I probably would, because I, I, I know how to do that. Isn't that the dream? It, and, you know, I used to have a, um, an enlarger, I had all the trays, and uh, living in a condo with a small bathroom, and I would set that, set everything up when my kids were younger, and they would go to bed, so it would be dark, uh, and I would set everything up, and by the time I printed one good photo, it was like three hours later. Yeah. You know, and I can't leave everything just sitting there in the bathroom. You know, my trays all over the toilet and the in the in the shower and things hanging everywhere. I can't do that. So it just got to the point where I just sold everything back to the store I bought it from because I just couldn't do it. I mean, I still I still have my film developing tanks and all that stuff, but right. an actual an actual printing darkroom? No, that would be that would be nice though. But yeah. Definitely yeah. would be. Have and you I, maybe I, considered um, an inkjet? You know, um, I've thought of that too. Um, but again, I don't, I don't know. How, I, I don't know how much money they are and which one's the right one. Again, you know, you have to, you have to do your research, and then everyone has their own opinion about which one is the best. And you know, oh, don't buy that one, buy this one. And there's even big discussions about scanners. Okay, which scanner do I buy? Right? Everyone disagrees about that too. So I don't, I don't want to put the money out, and then it's not good, right? Yeah, that's that's fair. And I'd almost rather go to the lab and just get them to print it. It's so much easier. You know, right. Yeah, that's that's always where the top quality work seems to come from. Yeah, and there's several good labs in Toronto that I can that I can use. Um, I was in um actually in a every May in Toronto there's a, a photography not a festival um it's called Contact and what it is is there's different um, like restaurants or bars or even um, old buildings and people can put their photos in it and uh, I uh, the last sort of the last minute um, in 2019 thought oh I you know I've wanted to do it for a long time so I'll just here I'll just here I'll show them these three photos never thinking that someone was going to say yeah I'd like to put those in my restaurant and then someone did and I was actually shocked that yeah, they want and I took them with my Holga. <laughs> oh wow! These yeah, are with uh, these are taken with my Holga. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, 
we were just going back and forth on the comments there on uh, on Facebook, but yeah, the the Holga is just such a such a unique look. That's right. That's right. I was just talking to you. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and you saw those two pictures I posted. Those are two of the pictures that they this, this guy chose. Yeah, I, I can't I can't blame them honestly. They're they're both great shots. And yeah, I couldn't believe that when I got them back. I thought there was some. I thought something happened. I don't know. <laughs> Is it just the the, it's like the color shifted or something when the film was was developed and it looks sepia almost which it's not uh, it's just black and white film so i don't know what happened and then uh yeah, like i said cool they chose the photos and i so that's one thing that that uh i would like to do again um if they ever if they ever get back to having contact um that uh, that, that would be fun not using yeah. you know those photos but different photos but um yeah. So yeah. Okay. No, I wasn't. I was actually in a, a zine though. Um, a couple of years ago, Mark Bartosik. He did. Um, he. I don't know if you knew about this. He bought a like hundreds of feet of some old Kodak film. It's a. Yeah. It's called 2238. Did you see that or did you hear yeah. about that? Yeah. I did that. see that. Yeah. Um, actually, I have a copy of that zine here. And I'm in that book. Yeah, I'm in that book. That was that was fun too. Like getting that film and then shooting it. Um, my first role turned out bad, um, but then I put the I put the film in my Nikon FM2, which is my which is my go-to pretty much extension of my arm camera, and uh, and shot a, another another role of it, and it turned out really well. So and then and then uh, and I developed that myself here at home, which I hadn't done in years. Using um, Blazonol, um, okay. which is I use when I I chose it because I I just it was a two-hour stand development, so I could just sit. <laughs> I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> just load the just load the film, and I and I thought I screwed everything up because I didn't I put the film in the the canister the wrong way or something, and then I I didn't rinse it like I wanted to, and then I okay well all right. <laughs> going to be garbage but then it came out of the roll and i always say the same thing i'm sure all the photographers do that when the film comes out of the canisters the, and the little reels oh i have images yeah. i do that too. i was shocked oh my god i have images yeah. right and, and it's a it's a eureka moment every time yeah and we always say the same thing oh i have images oh my god i'm so surprised right yeah unless yeah. you don't unless you don't yeah <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that, but I haven't I haven't developed my own film for years. And I haven't done it since. And I don't know why. I have all the chemicals sitting in bags and the everything just sitting in my bedroom. And I keep looking at them and they keep they keep judging me. <laughs> so I'm just going one of these days and it's like I'm what else am I doing? You know? <laughs> just just I have film in my fridge that's been sitting there for two years waiting to be developed. Just do it. I, I have ha I yeah. have had a couple of them come out blank, and um, what it was is somebody had opened the back of the camera, oh, yeah. and nobody yeah. knew, oh, and goodness. closed it back up. And I threw it in there with one that I knew was good, and threw it in there. And first roll came out perfect, good. Second one, there's nothing on it. So I posted online. I said, what happened here? Like, why is this like this? And they said, you screwed up developing. And I said, well, the other role that was in the tank is fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, someone opened the camera. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, I, yeah. 
it's funny. I did that. Um, I have over a hundred cameras, and I was, I had the bright idea to um, to uh, put them on a spreadsheet, so I knew exactly what I had. So I would take them off the shelf, and I would sit down at the computer and then type out what they are, the brand, the model, blah blah blah, right? And some of them don't have that information on the outside of the cameras on the inside. So I I would open them those up and look for the information and just close it back up. But of course. Two of my cameras, I have an IcoFlex and my Rolleiflex, uh, both have film in them. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oops. And then two other cameras, I did the same thing. Oh, okay. So I have little stickies on them uh, loaded to remind myself there's film in these cameras. I don't know if I should. And I don't know what the film is. I don't know what ISO. I don't know if it's black and white or color. I don't know anything. I don't even know if I should finish shooting it. <laughs> four, four cameras, two TLRs and two SLRs with film in it. Oh, God. I was like... <laughs> Yeah, Why did I do that? Why did I do I've, that? Right? Yeah. I've done that too. So now I have the, I bought a roll of blue gaff tape and I write on it what the film stock is and what I've rated it as and when I put it in there and I stick it on the back of the camera. You know, normally I don't have four cameras at the same time loaded with film. I don't know why. Uh, I think I lent one of those TLRs to someone and then they just never shot it and I just got it back. And I didn't realize there was film in it. The uh, Rolly, I don't know why. No, it's not the Rolly. It's my Zenobia Flex. Sorry. Um, I don't know why there's film in it. And I never shot it. I don't know why I have cameras just laying around with film in them. Because <laughs> like, I, I, you can't put a thing on the TLR unless you, like you said, unless you stick tape on it, right? Which I should probably yeah. start doing. But I don't use those very often. Um, so I don't know. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I use uh, white gaff tape. I do the same as Sherry. I just write the <laughs> film stock and what I'm rating it at. It's prevented some accidents. It, it yeah. does. Yeah. It just yeah. so does. Yeah. So. I should, but I like I said, I only normally put film on a camera if I'm going to shoot that one camera. And then when the, like I'll put the little paper thing in the back if it's a SLR, it's got the little holder for the, so you can put the little right. piece of the box, right? And then when right. the film comes out of the camera, then I, I'll wrap a piece of paper on it and I'll write on the piece of paper which camera I use and the date and stuff like that. So it's gonna cause it's gonna sit in my fridge for two years waiting to be developed. So <laughs> but normally I don't I don't write on a camera what film is in the camera because I shoot it. So yeah, I'll have to start doing that in future. Like so I don't uh, yeah, and I don't even know, like I said, I don't know if I should finish try to finish shooting the roll or if it's just gonna be blank anyways. I don't know. I don't know. I yeah, I mean, up. oh, sorry, Sherry, go yeah, ahead. That's okay. I recently went through my backlog and, and developed that up. <laughs> and I looked on there. Oh, there are baby pictures on there. Not realizing it was from the first grandson, who's now five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you're about the same age as your brother is now. <laughs> Ding! That's, that's funny. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I think that I think the oldest film I have in there is about two years old. I'm I'm working my way through. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I have some exposed slide film in my freezer that I know for a fact I shot in 2017. Oh, so you you win. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I don't know. I just I just put sending them out for so long just because of, of the cost and. Mm -hmm. I I finally was able to grab an E6 kit from uh, Argentix, 
And I don't know, I, I have, I think, eight rolls of exposed slide film, and I'd like to like to get that number up a little bit before I uh, break out the kit, but hopefully I'll uh, tackle that soon. Well, you're braver than I am. I yeah, I, hard, yeah, hard to say how that'll turn out, but... Yeah, I, I don't know if I would... I mean, I, people keep saying it's easy, but I don't know if I buy that or not. <laughs> I don't know. Do you, it, seems uh, too, it seems too finicky, I don't know. Have you tried C41? No. No. It's easy. Yeah, see, yeah, see, it's, everyone says that, and I don't, I don't know if I buy that or not because I don't, I don't. I think it's easier than black and white. And everyone says I, that too. Why I, do you I think, think so it's easier? Too. Less steps, and you can mix and match. Really? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Like you, you, can you can put develop, Kodak uh, and Fuji in the same canister. Yep. You can't do that. It's all the same time. Huh. <sighs> it's easier. <laughs> <laughs> And there's three yeah. steps, and you're done. There's three yeah. steps to black and white, basically. I mean, unless you get, you know, unless you do I, the I rinse and then the photo flow after, there's really, it's the same. Yeah. I always thought that color film, you have to be really careful of the temperature of the water and the chemicals and all that stuff. And that was the part that kind of put me off, because I'm, yeah. I'm really kind of lazy about that. And black and white's a little more forgiving. The first time right. I did it, I used uh, two dish pans. And I made a hot water bath, and it stayed hot enough, long enough. And then I invested in the sous vide. Yeah, see, that's that's. But you don't need that. No, I would get it anyway, so I can learn how to cook steak. Because apparently, uh-huh. you cook steak with the sous vide, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great for that too. If I'm gonna buy one and spend that much money, it's I'm gonna use it to cook, right? So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, that, that's that's what I use. I use a sous vide, and I I have a little uh, little plastic uh, tote that I fill up in the sink and stick that on there and set it to 102 Fahrenheit, and it takes care of the rest. Yeah. Well, okay. Then, if I sorry, go ahead. And then just go load your tanks, and when you come back, everything's ready to go. Yeah. So which exactly. which which one would you recommend? Is there a particular? I think they're all good. Is there I, like a, I pretty like much. A, sorry. It's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I I pretty much just grabbed uh, the one on Amazon that was I guess you know the best reviewed one for the best price. It's uh it's a Wankel I think. It was it was around a hundred dollars. That's not bad. And what about the color chemicals? Like, is there kits or something? I know there's kits, right? Which if I'm yeah, gonna buy is, one. Yeah. Which I'd, which one should I'd, I get? I always buy uh, my color chemicals from uh, Argentix in Quebec, and he I think they're tetanol. Either that or they're uh, what's the other one? They're not tetanol. They're um. I'm, I'm why is the name on it? Bang but. Uh, Cinestil uh, makes a kit too. It's uh, it's yeah. a liquid as opposed to uh, a powder, and I'm pretty positive Downtown Camera carries that. Probably, yeah, yeah. It's one thing I also wanted to shoot is some Cinestil film. I have two rolls in my fridge. It's Unicolor. It's the Unicolor, Unicolor. kit. Yeah. Oh, and that's what the Cinestil's called. No, Cinestil, Cinestil. Oh, and Unicolor the one... is the other one. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. From Argentix, right? Yeah. That's well, where I get I'll, mine, too. Maybe I'll have to try it. I mean, 
because uh, if I order it locally here in Alberta, they stick me with a $40 dangerous goods charge. Wow. <laughs> but if I get it from Quebec, he just pops it in the mail. Huh. <laughs> Different rules, it? maybe. Is it expensive? No, it's not that bad. I guess it can't be much more than everything else, right? Yeah. All right. You talked me into it. Maybe I'll have to give it a try. <laughs> Stop being such a big baby about it, right? <laughs> so um, if you're looking for good um, chemical bottles, just go out and buy yourself three one-liter bottles of Fiji water. Drink the water and you have your chemical bottles. They don't. Are they a dark color? They have to be dark color? No. Oh. Because you're going to put them in a closet or something anyway, aren't you? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, uh, probably, or they're just gonna sit somewhere in a bag or something. Well, yeah. if they have to be inside, in the, if they have to be where it's not light, then yeah, then they'll go in my closet. Yeah. So that's all I use. They sit yeah. down here in my basement bathroom and. I, w I was just talking for the last two minutes, and then I realized that my microphone was muted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I wonder where Jake went. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, <laughs> but yeah, the the unicolor kit that uh, that Argenix has is great. It's uh, it's real simple. It's it's three and a half minutes to develop and six and a half for blicks. Wow. And then you then you rinse and then stabilizer. Although I subbed out the stabilizer and I just use PhotoFlow. Mm-hmm. But, that's much uh, faster than the black and white, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're lazy like me and do a stand for two hours, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, and like Sherry was saying, you can mix and match, so you can you can stick some Ektar in with Portra 800 and Portra 400, and it doesn't really matter. Oh, see, that's the best part. I think that's the best part. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah. very convenient. I. Uh, I bought a three-roll tank just for C41 because I mean, if it doesn't matter what kind it is, you can you can really bang out a backlog fairly quick. And you don't have to buy like a new, I I don't have to buy new reels or a tank or anything. It doesn't no. matter if I'd put if I done no. black and white in there. It doesn't it doesn't suck on bleed or anything. No, I use I the use same, the same yeah. ones. Just okay. just 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 uh, rinse it out good after I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I take I take um, household ammonia and clean up everything. Yeah, every okay. well, once every five ten. You know, just because you know how they get your reels will start to get stickier. Yeah, if you yeah. use them more often than I do, I guess. Yeah, so I I I take that um, and it actually peels that crap right off. They do kind of get cruddy after a while, especially in the uh, in the grooves. Yes. Yeah. So just some household ammonia and um, hot water and an old toothbrush. You're good. Clean it right up. Yeah. See, I'm writing all this stuff down because this is helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I just use uh, hot soapy water personally, but the uh, the toothbrush is definitely the important part for cleaning reels. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think I've ever cleaned mine. Like, seriously. And I've had them for okay. years. I mean, but I, haven't, but I haven't used them, so. Yeah, I mean, if you're not having issues with them, then maybe you don't need to, to start doing something different. 
don't know. Well, well, maybe if I start actually developing film more often, maybe I would. Yeah, yeah, maybe <laughs> so. <laughs> Stop having my wheels staring at me, judging me, right? <laughs> my bottles of chemicals, right? Develop me, develop yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> get off your butt, woman. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been in a rut myself. I, I mixed a new C41 kit two months ago, and I think I've put, like, three rolls through it. So that's that's not great, but it's not going to go bad. It's not going to go off or anything, right? It does. Uh, it does yeah. go bad after a little while. Yeah, usually, if I'm developing like, I guess, very consistently, I might be able to put thirty rolls through it in like three months. But otherwise, I would probably toss it out around six months, and at six months, I probably wouldn't want to test it out on something like super important but yeah. it, it definitely has more life to it than the package claims that's for sure well i know some people they sometimes they post say oh, i you know i've used this stuff for you know a hundred rolls and it's you know it's still a little fine i just okay yeah. I don't... <laughs> honestly Usually... it, uh, it all comes down to like how much color correction you want to do because yeah i guess the more film you put through it, the more exhausted it's going to get, and I find the colors start getting a little wonky. It's a, uh, after usually about roll 16, you have to start watching, and by roll 20, you're probably going to start to have some color shifting. Yeah, and people people get around that, I guess, by extending their development time. Yeah. But, I don't think it'd be a problem for me. I don't shoot that much, so. Yeah. Or just shooting expired film that's probably color shifted already anyway. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I do have some of that. So. But, yeah. I mean, if, if you're not shooting, you know, a, t a ton of film, probably the best thing to do is just to keep a little Tupperware in your freezer and start building up a little bit of a backlog, maybe 20 rolls, and then mix up your kit and kind of tackle it in a week or two kind of thing. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's usually so, what I try to do, but it doesn't always work out that way. No, you know, the best laid plans, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and I don't know about you, but my procrastination lately has been just <laughs> completely through the roof. I can't I oh, just yeah. stare at things. Oh, I should get to that. Oh, I should get to that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, if I finally got around to scanning and developing my frugal role, what is it here? It was the 5th of May, I guess, yesterday, about, <laughs> about, about time. I want to know where my May frugal roll is. Yeah, still in the camera or... Still in the camera. Yeah. <laughs> it's but, tough sometimes. And now I've loaded June in a different camera, so I better get my butt moving. Well, see, now you have two cameras of film and you better not open the back, right? <laughs> well, I know there's film in these. <laughs> I have film in more than two cameras, Nancy. Oh. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm pretty sure I only have four because I've gone through all my cameras and those are the only ones that had film. Thank goodness. Oh, my God. Like, I don't even remember putting film in them. Like I said, I don't know what ISO they are. I don't know what they're black and white or color. I don't know anything. Gonna be a big surprise for me, Adam. <laughs> if, if the uh, if the hey, back Nancy. wasn't open for too long, it might be fine. Well, so this, is, this is what I did. I opened it, it smack, and I I slapped it closed so fast. <laughs> it's like oh. 
you could always open it and look. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I could. <laughs> or I could just take each camera into my bathroom because I can make my bathroom light tight. So I can just go in the, in the bathroom and open the back and just touch it, just poke. The <laughs> Is there film in here? Poke, 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 right? <laughs> yeah, that works. Yeah, I have yeah, fingerprints on that. it. And <laughs> I've done that. Usually you don't leave fingerprints on it, or mine don't anyway, so. I'm just, I mean, I'm just saying, it's me poking my, the, the back of the camera. Is there a film in here? Poke, poke, right? I've <laughs> I'm saying I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did that years ago with, um oh, with old uh, Instant, the old SX-70, I think, and when Impossible Project came out with their, their film for SX-70, <clears throat> and it was so bad. I don't know how many times I had to go in and out of the bathroom to try to get the film to actually work and come out of that camera. And oh. I'm sure my fingerprints were all over it. I just, I just, just throwing it out. It's just so crap. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had very good luck with Polaroid myself, but I haven't either. Well, you don't use pol like old Polaroid film. I wouldn't use because it's you. You're very lucky if you actually get an image. It's the Fuji FP. 100 in the, the black and white you have to use but if you can find it for less than a thousand dollars a box right right yeah. yeah you so you shoot peel apart oh yeah i've got 13 boxes in my fridge <laughs> oh nice yeah but i have four polaroids well five actually four land cameras and a big shot to shoot that stuff in so okay. i should just start shooting them but anyways <laughs> looks so... like a lot of fun Oh, it's it. It really is. I mean, I don't, and I don't even remember how I got into it. I really don't remember. Um, I don't know which camera I had first, why I have these old cameras, where I got them from. Um, I just like people just give me cameras over the years, and then you know, oh my my so and so died, or someone doesn't want the cameras, and they just give me like I swear a bag of cameras. Here I'm going digital, plunk on my table. Oh great, I got a K1000 that way. Oh, nice. nice. I mean, it's a really good, it's a really nice camera. I shot that a few times. It's really good. I almost gave it away, but then I read a review that it's really good, so I kept it. The rest of it, <laughs> I, just, I gave away to students. But I don't even know where I got those those land cameras from. Um, and then I then I, I guess I started seeing people shooting them and then reading about the film. And then I think the first one I shot was the big shot. If you've ever seen a big shot, it's, it's really the most bizarre camera you've ever seen they're, um, they're kind of long <laughs> it's if you've ever seen a like, thing about andy warhol he shot yeah. it okay. he used the he used the big shot to take the photos before he took before he turned them into paintings so there's a i'm pretty sure there's a like a video of him shooting the big shot and at the time he would be using polaroid film so here's here's andy warhol shooting these big shots and just taking picture after picture and all i could think was oh my god that's ten dollars that's ten dollars that's ten dollars <laughs> <laughs> each one of those but really it wasn't it was only like a dollar then because the, the film was so readily available right it was probably really cheap right yeah probably. it was my mom says it was never cheap because she had a, the sx70 way back when they were new she mm -hmm. says it was never cheap but that's not so, peel apart that's that's no film. that's different maybe the peel apart was cheaper i don't know um, I don't know. Yeah, but I remember my uncle having an old land camera in the, the early 70s. And at the time, um, I think you could only get black and white film and used to have to uh, develop it and then, then use this really goopy stuff and paint it over the photos. Uh, I don't know what, I, I don't know. Was that, that the roll style? 
I don't know. It might have been. I don't. I just have a vague memory of him doing this. Uh, um, yeah. It was like some kind of some kind of coating that you had to put over the photo. I don't know what it was for, but uh, yeah. But yeah. the peel apart the, the the Fuji stuff is not like that. You just you just shoot it and then you just yank it out of the camera and then you just wait a few minutes and then it's always it's always perfect. If, unless the camera screws up because that happens the first time I tried to use one of those land cameras. Um, I'd gone for a walk. I thought, oh, I'm just going to take some pictures, right? I'm going to try this film out, right? And yeah. the first picture I tried to take out of the camera, and it was coming out with two pictures at the same time. And all I could think was, again, oh, my God, this is $10. <laughs> every, yeah, every, sh- every shot oh, I was ruined. Yeah, every shot I was ruined. There goes 20 bucks. Great, right? So so then I I, uh, I thought, okay, just, you know, just, you know, just relax, because I was getting really upset. And then I started walking. I took another picture, and I thought, okay, I'm just going to, I'm not going to take it out of the camera. I'm going to go home. And take it out of the camera. So I did that, and I took it out of the camera, and I just sat there staring at it. And I thought, okay, just no, just peel it. Just you have to look at it. Just peel it. Because <laughs> I was so con- I was so convinced it was going to just be crap, but it turned out really well. And then actually, um, because um, uh, Mark O'Brien and the guys from the Film Photography Project, mm-hmm. they right. uh, they are actually were kind of helping me with this. So I showed it to them. Say, look, this is I finally got a nice picture. And they used it as their banner on their website for a little while. Oh, awesome. Oh, cool. So that was pretty cool. And then ever since then, I, now I have like four of these cameras. And um, yeah, you have to do a battery conversion on them because the, the old mm-hmm. batteries are, are toxic. So you can't even get them anymore unless you find them somewhere in the States or something. Um, I suppose they're all mercury batteries. Probably. They're these little weird. I, they, they almost look like short, fat AA batteries. I don't know what they're called. Um, oh, okay. You can, I think you can get them. They're just not quite the same. So, um, but you could just go to like any little, um, like a like electronic shop and buy little little holders for, for for AAA batteries, and then you just slice the wires together, and then it's fine. Okay, doesn't sound too complicated. It's really not. It's you just watch a few videos. I mean, if I can do it, then I think anybody can do it. Um, the only problem is the wires are really thin. So you're, it's not very easy to peel the plastic off them. If you've ever done that on wires, it's really quite frustrating because yeah. they're, they're like hair thin. So once you get over that, then, then it, you're good to go. And that film is, it's great. And now I have someone who, um, he's my supplier. <laughs> he bought a, he bought a, my pusher, if you want to call it. He, uh, he bought a ton <laughs> of that stuff. So he, okay. sells it, he sells it to me really cheap. Like way cheaper than he should. So that's why I have so many. Awesome. Books, but, yeah, yeah, because that, that stuff is not cheap online. No, I've no. seen it for $100 a box uh, or more. Yeah. yeah. I don't even, I pay very little for it, much much less than I should. But but it's that's why I have so many boxes in my fridge, right? And I should just go shoot it. I don't know why I'm hanging on to it. Nah. Yeah, I, I guess. Mine. You got rid of yours, yeah. I did, yeah. I I wasn't going to shoot it, and I thought, why let it sit there and go bad in the fridge? Right. Yeah, yeah see, that's enough. another problem. Yeah, how, how long am I going to let it sit there? It's going to go bad, and if I shoot a bad picture, it's the same thing, right? Either I yeah, shoot a bad yeah. picture or the yeah. film's going to go bad, right? Yeah. True. So. Well, what camera did you have, Sherry? Um... I'm not sure which old camera it is. It's a Polaroid. It's nothing fancy. Um, 
it's in here somewhere under a bunch of stuff. Because <laughs> if you don't want it, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm not okay. kidding. I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, you can have it. I'll, get, old, I'll get your address. Okay. Because <laughs> I've got all that film. I need more than one camera to shoot it in, right? right? I mean, why all not? Right. right? And they're pretty. Just one for each hand. I uh, yeah, and then I can let someone else use it. Here, you want to shoot this? Right. I'm trying to get my kids to be a little more film active, but um. Yeah. yeah. My daughter. My daughter likes her little Fuji Insects Mini, and she has a Nikon FM, but I don't think she shoots it very often. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, I gotta get them into it. I try. Yeah. I really try. I really try. <laughs> <laughs> Been trying for years. You know, I don't. And my son's really good. He has a really good eye, but he prefers his phone. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I yeah, guess I guess know. not everyone wants to go through the trouble. I guess not. Um, though my um, my friend, her young son, I think he's 15 now. He's in. He has some interest in it now. So I. Um, Awesome. I was testing. I was testing out my Spotmatic, also that someone gave me, probably in the same bag as the K1000. And the only problem with that thing is you can't use it when it's cold out. It doesn't like Does to the, work when uh, it's cold out. The shutter gets sticky when it's cold. It just stops. It doesn't. It just stops, doesn't. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I read that it's because the the lubricants or whatever in those cameras, those particular cameras, for some reason, they don't like to work in the cold. So I, I would go out when it's a little cold, and I would even keep it in my coat against my body and it still would not work so <laughs> so i thought well okay um i guess i'll have to wait for the summer to test it out before i give it to him because i'm not going to give it to him if it's not yeah. going to work in the winter and in fact i probably won't give it to him anyways what's the point if you can only use it when it's 20 degrees or higher <laughs> yeah maybe it just needs a cla get some modern grease in there probably, probably. yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so it is a Polaroid 430. Ooh. See, I have a 100, I have a 180, a 250, and a 420. So, so I will, I will take that. Okay. <laughs> See, like I don't need it, but just send it to me because if you're not going to use it. And I then... think I actually have batteries for it. Really? Yeah. I'm going to have to look it up and see what it looks like. I mean, they're nice cameras, regardless of whether I shoot them or not. They look nice on my shelf. Um, and they're they're just they're just great pieces of history. I mean, if you've ever watched the history of those cameras, like the, the it's like a miracle instant film. And people still love it. You know, it doesn't matter what oh, kind yeah. of film it is. You, t you take an Instax photo or one of these photos and people just... They turn into little kids. Ooh, look! Ooh, there's the picture, right? Everybody. It's, it's yeah, that's that's the that's the whole tangible thing about it that people just really love something you can hold in your hand. Yeah, it's 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 like a little mini miracle in your hand. Yeah, absolutely. So I think this is probably a good spot to take a little break. Sure. Okay. Yeah, good. How long? Uh, long enough to go pee. Okay. <laughs> well, I will get a drink and I will come right back. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. 
The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. And we are back. Everybody's got a cold drink and empty bladders. <laughs> so, Nancy, you are the queen of Holgas. Tell us a little more about that. Okay, so um, yeah, I don't know how long ago, maybe, I would think about 10 years ago, maybe, maybe when they first started coming out before they became very popular. Um, I bought one before they got really expensive as well. Um, and there's a, there used to be a photo lab in uh, downtown Toronto in a, an area called the distillery. It's a, it used to be a, an actual distillery at one time um, in the 19th century. Um, and there was all these old buildings and they, the city decided to turn it into a tourist area. So they put in these shops and stores and stuff, right? And then there was a photo lab in there and they had someone doing Holga classes, like how to use your Holga. So I thought, oh, I will, I will take that class because it sounds like fun, right? Yeah. So they, they pretty much went over everything. How, I mean, it's not that complicated. You put the film in and you press the shutter. It's, it's, you can't, you can't really do anything else. You, it's a point and shoot medium format camera. That's basically what it is. But it's still medium format. You're still using 120 film in that thing. Um, and and the, you know, some people will tape theirs up because they don't want the light leaks. Other people will want those light leaks because it's still, it's all part of the fun of your Holga. Mine never did though, which is kind of almost disappointing. Um, mine always. <laughs> Mine always <laughs> shot really, really well, even though um, I'd have to hold the back on with an elastic band because they, right. the, the little metal things that hold the back on always pop off and then you lose them. So I have the back held on with elastic bands and I have stickers all over them and then, I, you know, it's, you toss those things around. But um, they are a lot of fun. Um, and another good thing, you can... You can put as many exposures on on that one frame as you like, pretty much. Um, and the girl who taught the class actually figured out how many um, clicks of the shutter you'd have to use to get a certain f-stop. And um, it's taped onto my Holga somewhere. It's like a little cheat sheet, right? Um, and if you do that, you almost if you if you are really careful and you hold it really like really steady as steady as you can, like against your face or something, and you just click that shutter and just keep clicking it. You get almost like, depending on what you're shooting, you get almost like a watercolor effect because it's oh. a little teeny tiny movements. Um, like if you shoot like trees or something, uh, you'd have to pick your subject really well um, beforehand right. to know how it's going to look, um, like a landscape or something, right? You can get some really quite lovely effects with that. Um, and then um, like like the pictures I showed you, Jake, the... I, I was actually quite surprised. They look like that. I don't know I don't know what I did there. The film is just black and white film. Um maybe the processing when I took them to be processed, but um yeah. Yeah, could be anything. I don't know. I mean, since then I've taken other pictures that with cuz there's um there's a a photography contest every year called Holga Week. Have you heard of it? I have, yeah. 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 Did you did you do it this year? No, just just like any everything else, I slacked on that too. 
Yeah. Just just like I yeah. slacked on FP for a party. <laughs> That's okay. I did the Hoga week. It was fun. And I and I got some really, really good photos again out of my Hoga. I don't know. Uh, and you're right, the vignetting around the edges adds to it. Um, yeah, it just adds a little charm to it. Yeah, and because it, it's, it's, I don't know, I guess it's because it's just a crappy little plastic lens or whatever, but um, I I tell people all the time, you know, if you want to, like, you want a really cheap medium for my camera, I always say get a Holga. You know, so, just yeah, get a Holga. Yeah, why not? Why not? They're 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 relatively inexpensive still, and they they've come out with um, all different styles now. You can get a 35 millimeter one, I think. Um, uh, they come in yeah. like camo colors, different colors, right? You know, if you really want to be fancy schmancy, mine are just plain old black ones. But um, um, my my Holga my Holga is uh, bright red. See, <laughs> see, mine are just plain black ones. I'm yeah. You can yeah. They're I can't say enough about them. I just, I just adore them. I don't know. I don't, I like, I don't even touch my Rolleiflex. I have three TLRs, like real TLRs. I never touch them. No. I, I more often shoot that Holga because it's, it, for one thing, it weighs nothing. Um, you can just toss it around and it still takes great pictures. Have yeah. you um, ever tried like a Diana? I have a Diana. I haven't shot it yet. <laughs> I bought it <laughs> <laughs> every year. Um, there's a camera show um, just west of me called The Big One. And uh, a few years ago, I bought that Diana. Um, and I'm looking at it right now. And I've never actually put the film in. I've never shot it. Yeah. I don't Those know. Those are I don't, 35 I don't know millimeter? No, I think it's 120. Oh, okay. It's, um, yeah, and especially, apparently there's some special way you have to load the film. So the guy gave me a, a crap roll of film to practice. So I'm, now I'm like, okay, why do I have to practice? putting film in this camera what's so what's what's the problem Why is maybe so he want, didn't want you to have a fat roll i don't i don't know that's probably why i haven't i haven't touched it yet um <laughs> i don't know i'm just i'm afraid every time i look at it i'm afraid <laughs> i don't know why and it's such a cute camera and i wanted one for such a long time right and I, that i haven't touched it i don't i don't know i think they do i have one in 110 oh god oh interesting <laughs> Yeah. I haven't tried it yet. I, I'm looking forward to trying that. How are you going to develop that? Can you can you do that? I've in... got 110 reels. Oh my goodness! Oh, awesome. I you just, want my Instamatic? I <laughs> I've i got my old one. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm going to use it more, and and I've got uh, film for it. And do I'm you want the Instamatic? I'll trade you the Instamatic for that Polaroid. Because <laughs> no, I'm never I've, gonna I'm never gonna I've, shoot that thing. <laughs> You want me to throw in some 110 for you? <laughs> yeah, you can have it. You, I'll take the Polaroid. You can take my Instamatic because I'm never going to shoot 110 and you're not going to shoot the Polaroid. So this is perfect. Right? <laughs> I was going to sell the Polaroid. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. You're not just going to give it to me? <laughs> you you, you got to keep it in the family. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's just mean. <laughs> I'll sell it to you reasonably. Okay. okay. We'll talk later. Okay. We'll talk. We'll talk later. That sounds good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, have you tried? Um, uh, the FPP has um, the debonair. Have you tried something like that as well? No. Um, I've seen the prints. I think I have. Uh, I have a camera called Valiant. I think it's called. I think it's like a Diana type camera 
Okay. Um, yeah, it looks like, uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now also. It's, uh, I think it's called Valiant. I always think it's called Prince or something stupid like that. But um, it's, like a, it's like that kind of plastic, cheap little plastic camera. Yeah. Is, yeah. is the debonair like the, it's like the Diana or is it like, like a... It's a six, four, it. five. Yeah, oh. they're, they're, they're kind of like a Holga, but they're six, four, five. I guess mm-hmm. I guess you can shoot six four five and Holgas as well with the mask. Yeah, because you just take the mask out and you put it back. I think I always leave mine in. I don't know, or I just I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't think this one that I bought from you, Sherry, has a mask. I haven't found it yet. <laughs> no. See, you lose them. And the first thing yeah. I tell the first thing I tell people when you buy a Holga, throw away that lens cap. Throw away the yeah. lens cap because I learned that the hard way. Um. First time I ever used like a TLR type camera, didn't realize that I can see through the lens that I'm not actually seeing through the lens. I'm not, not the lens <laughs> is not actually seeing anything. <laughs> I think right. I shot a half a roll of film before I, uh, before I thought, oh, I have the lens cap on. <laughs> I took it off. <laughs> I did not throw away the lens cap, however, I did take it off before I left the house. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, I just that's throw what them I, do, away. I do as well. I always stick it in my back pocket. <laughs> No, I it, it keeps it cleaned up for when it's sitting in storage and mine sat for a long time on the shelf that's why it went to live at jake's <laughs> yeah, i just toss them i don't even know where they are <laughs> yeah i mean the the lens doesn't really have a ton of sharpness to begin with so i don't think a scratch or a nick will impact things too much I'm sure some some hipster kid somewhere will think that's just part of the charm. Yeah, honestly, you know? yeah, you're probably yeah. right. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, mine does this. Look at look at the light leaks. Look at the scratch, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> and I have to say, I have to say another thing. Thank goodness for these young people and their their interest in film. Because yes. I have, I think it was starting to fade, and I, I yeah, think, I think, goodness, sure. every day that these young people now have all of a sudden discovered film and film cameras, and um, it's, I think it's, it's done wonderful things for the film community. I, I think they're exploring something that they never had as they were growing up. Like, I grew up with film cameras. That was what there was. Hmm. Yeah, me too. Um, but the, my kids did too because I—that's what I my hobby. But um, other people know. I mean, once digital cameras come out or phones with cameras in them, no one cares about film anymore, right? That's um, where my kids are right now. Yeah, and I was I was afraid. And you hear people talking, oh, you know, film's dying, film's dead. Uh, I think no, 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 no. That's not, a, no, that's not good, right? No. <laughs> I just a funny story. I was in Value Village. I call it the VV boutique. <laughs> <laughs> I love Value Village. Oh my god. <laughs> I was perusing the camera aisle, and there was this. I don't know, he's probably a 10 or 11-year-old boy, and he picks up this Nikon, um, I think it was a F60 with a lens, and he goes, Mom, Mom, a camera, I want this camera, and it said $7.99 on the side, and she goes, put that back, you can't even get film for it. Oh, my God. (laughs) So he went, and he put it back, and I waited till they went around the edge, and I just went, scoop. Oh my god! <laughs> you took that one home with you. I did. Oh, oh I, my god! I, 
pass that one along to someone who was just learning. No, I, <laughs> I never find amount. Yeah, I never find cameras in Valley Village ever. And if I do, they're they're they always hide them behind the counter where all the good stuff is, mm -hmm. and they've over and they've overpriced them. Yeah, yeah. they so went I on just, yeah. eBay and had yeah. a look. At the, okay, they're listed for this. So yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, that's what they're selling for. You, usually I find uh, Instamatics or uh, crappy focus-free point-and-shoots. Even those are really popular now. I sold um, one of those silly little um, Olympus Muji or something a few years ago to some kid for like a couple hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. yeah those, I, don't, I, I was like, here, you can have really a ticket. Pricey. It was, it was <laughs> the most bizarre thing. And I actually had shot it so I could tell him, yeah, it works. Because I had actually used it. Right. Um, and uh, and yeah, he paid like two fifty or three hundred dollars for this thing. I'm just like, okay, uh -huh. great. Yeah. <laughs> Start the <Yeah>. car, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, people go crazy for those. Yeah, they, and it's still it's still like that now. They're still talking about those little Olympus um, pens and yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, what is the big deal? They're, I mean, they're okay. They're they're not great. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. They're I, still a plastic shoe. Yeah, and they're small and light, and they just you fit them in your pocket, right? I mean, you know. Yeah. I, guess, I don't know. I think I think what happened. Oh, this is what he told me. Some some singer used one in a video or something. <laughs> so everyone, oh well, I God, I, I have to get one of those. So he actually looked on purpose for that particular camera, and I happened to see it. So yeah, oh, I've got one. Yeah, I'll sell it to you, right? I'm not using it, right? Oh. right. <laughs> yeah, it was a good day for you. It really was. And I think I've actually I actually sold a few um instant cameras, not SX seventies, but um maybe maybe one or two to young young people again who were really excited to have these instant cameras and you know I said, you know, this is the film you need to buy for these. I even met one girl at Downtown Camera and we bought the film together and I we sat down and and I showed her how to use it, and then she was very happy, and off she went. Yeah, awesome. You know, so cool. I don't, I don't, you know, if I'm not using the camera and these people want them, these young people, which I'm very happy to encourage, you know. Right. Yeah, no, it's it's great to see. You know, even if it's not like regular film, instant film, I don't care. It's film, right? Just yeah. shoot it because if you don't, it's it is going to go away and then then what's going to happen i'll have to shoot the 10,000 rolls i have in my fridge and freezer right <laughs> <laughs> and then what's the one thing what's going to happen when those are gone right <laughs> yeah uh, no but the way things are going i think that there will be film around for a good long while yeah i hope so i just wish someone would come out with cheaper peel apart film like the impossible i know the impossible people are trying to but it's still not great yeah um they had, the, they had the Kickstarter there. I think it was called One Instant, but it was mm. like a one-shot thing. And it's not great, and it's it's weird-looking. If you've seen it, it's... um. I haven't uh, seen it, no. It's, it's like a it's like a regular peel-apart film, but it's it's black, and it's got, like, plastic, and it's... I don't even know how you put it in the camera, and uh, it's and it never... Sometimes the emulsion doesn't spread... Like, the chemicals don't spread properly, so the, the picture kind of has, like... Like part of it missing or something. Um, uh, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna pay that much money for that stuff, it it better work. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're really into that look. I mean, you know, some people. Oh, this is cool. Is this cool? You know, 
No, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's I'm not into that uh, artsy yeah. fartsy stuff. No, not that. It, that's it's expensive, <laughs> and it better look right. It better not to be half the picture. You know, that's not. Yeah. Sorry, that's, not, no. that's how I feel about Polaroid too. If, if I'm gonna pay. You know, like thirty-five dollars Canadian for eight shots. I want all eight shots to turn out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, and I I know I know Polaroid got rid of all their machines and it's all gone. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 getting better. I think. Maybe. I mean, I did try it when it first came out, the Impossible stuff, but it was just that was for SX70s. It was just garbage. It was it really was garbage. Yeah, it's it's the Polaroid originals now, and I I guess the last time I shot it probably would have been a couple years ago now, but it it still wasn't very consistent then. Well, I actually have actually sorry, I gave my daughter my SX70 um, for her birthday in February, but then I found something was wrong with it, so I had to get it fixed, uh, and I and I got it back, and um, I'm actually gonna see her tomorrow, so I said bring the film because it's been in her fridge since February. Bring the film. I've got the camera. <laughs> we'll, sh- we'll shoot it, right? But it's expensive too and hard to find. It is. Went yeah. out to my fridge and dug out uh, some expired stuff that I didn't realize I still had, and popped it in. And actually, the photos weren't that bad. Is this old Polaroid film? Yeah. Oh. Awesome. So. Well, you get lucky sometimes. I've seen people get really lucky with that stuff, and they get really excellent results. And then other people just know it's it's blank or it's the 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 stuff is so old it's just dried up. I've got one pack left, and it fits the Spectra. Oh goodness! <laughs> and yeah, so I'm gonna I... pop that in there and shoot that off this week because it's otherwise it's just gonna go bad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, they just continued. They just discontinued the Spectra last year. Yeah, but this is still the impossible stuff. Oh, it's oh, still no. the impossible <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Well, well, I hope it turns out. <laughs> I, <hope laughs> I have no too. faith. I have no faith. <laughs> I'm not expecting much, but if I last time I used it, it was that must be a couple of years ago. It was still good, so I'll, I'm gonna pull it out of the fridge and load it. So we'll see. Sure, why not? Why not? What's you the know, worst that could happen? I get nothing. Or you yeah. get something good, right? Yeah. yeah. Either way, I mean, just sitting there, it's not... Doing not, anything. It's not doing anything, it's no, just sitting exactly. there. Might yeah. as well roll the dice on it. Yep. You're yep. going to find out sooner or later. <laughs> exactly. So, okay. Um, you've mentioned in the past how few women seem to be interested in film photography. Do you think that's a regional thing or is it changing? I see more ladies are joining the online communities. Um, I think at one time there wasn't a lot. Um, I certainly, um, I seem to always have been one of only one or two women who went on these walks. Um, and I think more and more coming to the walks, which I, I like. Um, it's still not. It's still not anywhere near how many men are always on the walks, which I don't mind. I mean, it's, I don't, uh, I just, I just, uh, I know there's a lot of women on the groups and they, they don't post very often and they don't, they don't come up for the walks. So I, I just, I would, I would like to know why as well. I don't know if it's a regional thing or they just, I don't know. I, I, I really wish I knew. 
because um, I would I would like to see them more. Not that you know um, it's that important, but I still think it it would be if they really would like that they should just come out. Maybe they're intimidated because it's all men. I don't know. I don't I don't yeah. really know. I don't know that I like that Ilford walk that I had mentioned. It was probably at least fifty fifty. Yeah, oh, that never happens. Too. That never happens here. It's always, oh. I would say, eighty percent or ninety percent men. Right. But, but I don't. I, you know, I don't. I don't know. Mm. But we, like I said, we haven't been on a walk. But I think the last one we went on, there was, I think, three women all together. Yeah, because we all sat together at the bar after. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, and the one before that, I was the only woman. Right. So right. I, I don't. I don't. I have no idea. I don't. I don't know. Well, hopefully it's getting more and more. I do notice there are a few more ladies posting, but uh, it depends on the group how much they post. Yeah, I yeah I guess. Um, I don't know. Maybe they don't think their stuff's good enough. I mean, a lot. Of, I'm sure a lot of men don't post all the time either. Right? But um, I don't know. I I really I honestly don't know. Maybe they have other things going on in their lives they have too much stuff going on they can't do it i don't know it's like when i get done here i'm gonna have to go upstairs and do the dishes <laughs> oh yeah yay yeah. Fun, I, I, prob- I, I, I probably should too but yeah <laughs> it's 10 30 i'm not doing any dishes right now <laughs> well, by the it's time i get up water. there it's going to be 10 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm right beside my kitchen so it's a two second walk so but i'm still not doing the dishes i'm gonna go to bed <laughs> <laughs> it can wait. No, they're not gonna. It's like they're going anywhere, and they're gonna get dirty again anyway. So really. Well, I also have to remember to take out the baby food for tomorrow. So. <laughs> baby Your babysitting tomorrow. Yes, my grandson will be here tomorrow. So. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. He's I'm... here every day of the weekdays. So. What's his name? Isaac. Isaac. And how old and is he? And then Isaac is ten months. Aw. Oh. And yeah, and Caden is five, so they'll both be here. Aw. Well that's nice. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm in no big rush to be a grandmother though. Um my daughter's thirty and yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, come on. <laughs> I need to yeah. get my reve- I need to get my revenge on you with spoiling my grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all good. It's all good. I know. I know. I think I think mom spoils them more than grandma because I remember when I spoiled my kids, they'd start to misbehave. Oh, yeah, but that's what grandmas are for. Grandmas are supposed to be, you know. Mom oh. said no, grandma. <laughs> Grandma's gonna say no too. <laughs> what did mom say? <laughs> See, I'm gonna be the one that's. Oh, you come to grandma. Just mom, grandma, don't worry about this. Come to, come to grandma. Because <laughs> I might not. I don't know. I might not. I don't know. <laughs> it would oh, be fun, though. I have to tell you. I, I have be, to it, laugh the one day. My The oldest one says, Grandma, you're going to need two corners. No. <laughs> and I said, what for? And she goes, he says, well, Isaac and I are both going to be bad, you know. <laughs> oh, he's already planning. That's cute. <laughs> you hope not, eh? Oh, God, I hope not. 
It's already uh, telling Google to set the timer for how old he is to sit in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably not what it was intended for. (laughs) That's that's cute. No, maybe not. That's cute. Anyways, uh, uh, Jake, do you have anything else? I think I'm all out of things to say. Okay. Yeah. So, any advice for new shooters? Since you're giving oh. cameras away to new new shooters. <laughs> uh, you know what? Um, probably the same thing that everybody says is, is the very first thing when you get a camera, read the manual. Learn how the camera works. So you aren't going to be so disappointed when something doesn't work right. Um, and just be warned, you're probably going to take a lot of crappy photos at first. Um, your composition is not going to be good. Your exposure is not going to be good, but you will learn. You'll get better. We all do. We have to start somewhere. I look back at photos I took 10, 15 years ago, and I just, okay, why did I take that picture? <laughs> it's, it's really bad. And then I look at ones I take now, and they're completely different. So just, yeah, read the manual, learn how to use the camera. Um, and just shoot, you know, just shoot, learn, like watch videos. There's so many videos on YouTube on how to do everything. There's actually a guy who lives here in Toronto. Um, it's called Analog Resurgence. And he, I just watched his video on how to shoot 600 film in an SX-70 today. Even, and then he has a video on how to develop your own film. He, there's, there's videos everywhere. You don't, you don't have to guess about anything these days. I mean, I'm still watching videos on how to do things. And I've been shooting for more than 20 years. So. Yeah, no, it's, uh, YouTube is a great resource. That's where I've learned a lot of uh, what I know about film. Yeah, yeah, and find a good, find groups on Facebook, like I've found. Um, they'll teach you all kinds of things. Um, find a community college, take classes, read books. Just, just get out there and learn, you know? Yeah, for sure. And be prepared to send a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) It's certainly not a cheap hobby, right? No. No, it definitely isn't. But that first time you take the film out of the the canister or the first time you print a photo, it's and then the hundredth time you do that, it's it's still, oh my goodness, I have an image or look, oh my god, while you're watching the 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 paper, you put it in the developing tray, you're watching the, the image come up on that paper. It's the same thrill every time. Yeah, it's uh, it's magic come to life, honestly. It really is. I still remember the first time I, when I was in class, the first time I put a piece of paper in that, that developing tray, and I watched it, and I was just speechless, frankly, speechless. It was so exciting. I still have yet to have that experience. Me too. Oh, you haven't, oh, you haven't done that yet? No. <laughs> well, it's not, well, it's not easy. I mean, you. I, I was in a big college with a huge dark room with, you know, everything I needed, all the equipment I needed, everything, right? Um, right. But to have it in your own home, it's it's quite an undertaking. And if you don't have the space for it, you can't do it. Unless there's camera clubs here in Toronto, but they're of course they're shut down now. Um, yeah, of course. If there if there's a camera club in your where you live or a community college that has dark wet dark rooms, it should be a wet dark room. Um, I've used a dry dark room with a machine. I don't really like it. Um, right. But, um, but uh, yeah, if you could find a someplace where you live that has that stuff um there's nothing like it really nothing like it 
it's it's fun. and the smell of the chemicals i mean you know any photographer will tell you oh i love the smell of fixer right <laughs> you know <it's, laughs> oh, i love the smell of fixer in the morning right <laughs> it'll wake you up that's for sure yeah i mean it's it takes you right back to when you were you know with your friends i mean i've met my best friend at that that community college in the very first class and it's been since 1996 i think that's when i started taking those classes and i'm we're still best friends so cool you know you you meet all kinds of people yeah find and find a find a like a like i if like i have here like a group that goes for walks that's another way to 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 learn too cuz they're so photographers are so willing to help new photographers yeah you know? yeah absolutely yeah yeah just take them under their wing and just here let me show you how to do that right just you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, so somebody's got to be there to pass on the information. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Exactly yeah. what the online communities gave to me when I started up. And, and the only reason that I actually learned how to develop on my own and all of that was because of the online communities. Yeah, yeah same here, honestly. Yeah. And it's even more important now because we are so separated from each other. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. for sure. You know, you have to rely on on that, right? Just to keep in touch with everybody. It's more. It's very important. I see that there is actually one film shooter in town, and I've reached out to them with no response. So. Oh, see that's. No. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. I actually sometimes I years ago I would I would bump into someone at a. Uh, like a, a photo lab or something, like a young person, and they're they have a film camera, and I would start talking to them, and then I would say, you know, you should join this group. <laughs> we go for walks. We go for photo walks. I'm like a I'm like a cult, you know, recruiter or something. Right? <laughs> That's what I felt like. These perfect strangers. Yeah, here's a you know, this is what it's called. You should come, right? <laughs> they never. I don't think they ever did, but you know, I'm sure they thought it was some uh, crazy what crazy old lady trying to drag them into a cult. But that's what I felt like. I said, well, sure, why not come, right? Yeah, it's, it's fun. We go for walks. We take pictures. You know. Yeah. yeah. How else are you gonna get new members? I <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Every cult needs a recruiter, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm willing to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess that probably uh, about wraps this episode up. Um, Anything else you guys want to add? I, you know, I don't think so, but I had uh, uh, really a lot of fun talking to you two tonight. <laughs> I did too. Yeah, same here. <laughs> thanks for joining us. Yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks for having me. I, I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, yeah, so shall we do the socials? Let's do it. All right. Where can we find you, Nancy? Um, I'm only on Instagram. I don't do Twitter. I don't have a website. Um, if you want to see my photos on Instagram, it's Nikon underscore girly. So Nikon underscore G-I-R-L-I-E. And I just recently, I just loaded a whole bunch of photos because I thought, oh God, if someone's going to want to look at my stuff, I better have some stuff there. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I always forget. I always forget I'm on Instagram. I, I have to be reminded, oh, I should put something on Instagram. <laughs> Because everything's on face, everything's on Facebook, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, we can find you also on the Facebook groups too. Yeah, the Toronto Film Shooters, uh, usually where I post more. Um, 
um, I don't know. Oh, and the black and the black and white group, uh, the black and white club, which I'm actually the moderator of now. Oh, cool. Oh, because cool. Um, and of course on the Embrace the Grain film photography. Yes. 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 Podcast exactly. photography. Yeah. Uh, it's been so long since I've done this, I've forgotten what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on. I'm on so many groups. I forget how many groups I'm on. I must be on like oh, a dozen. There, there's so many of them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And Jake, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at Jake Rose Photo, or in the Embrace the Green Film Photography Podcast uh, Facebook group. Okay, and you can find me on Instagram at Rural Route One. That's O N E uh, Film. Or on the Frugal Film Project on Facebook or the Embrace the Grain Photography Podcast Facebook group. And yeah, that should do that. So, oh, and also, we would love to have some emails. Um, we do have email, it is uh, the Embrace the Grain Podcast at gmail.com. So you can send us. Uh, voice clips, uh, photo reviews, uh, just regular correspondence. That sounds good. And we have a Ko-Fi, and that is oh, oh, I forgot to look it up. <laughs> what's a What's a Ko-Fi? The Ko-Fi um, just takes small donations, so it basically it pays for um, postage and stuff like that oh. and helps fund we funded um some new equipment to put out the podcast is that kind of so like a patreon like for yeah YouTube? it yeah. is okay kind of. yeah, it's similar. Similar. gotcha yeah okay. so hang on all just these like... new all these new terms i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know there's something no. new all the time i know yes I'm not prepared. Okay, so it's uh, you can get us a Ko-Fi at ko-fi.com slash Embrace the Green Podcast. There it awesome. is. And everybody, stay positive. <laughs> and embrace the green. <laughs> yeah, get out, get out there and shoot. You bet. Yeah. See you in a couple weeks. Thanks, See you guys. later. Have a good evening. Yeah. Thank you. you. See you later. Okay, bye. Ever the ever the that's all, folks.